3: Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.
4: Hello, good afternoon. This is the Midday News. The news is live on Joy 99.7 in Accra, Love 99.5 in Kumasi. Affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions, including Jubilee Radio Keta, Sun City Radio Keta, Saboba, FM Saboba, and A1 Radio Bolgatanga. We are live on Twitter Spaces, Facebook Live Stream, and My Joy Online interactive app. The midday news is sponsored by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC pipes and water tank, where Duraplus goes, water. Flows coming up. The NPP's National Council of Elders assures of addressing concerns of all flat bearer aspirants and ensure an equal playing field ahead of the upcoming Super Delegates Congress as it holds a crunch meeting this afternoon.
5: I, 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 would, I would subscribe to that allegations. Quite obviously, in the lead up to these things, a lot of allegations are always made. But at the end of the day, a solution is found as to how to proceed. We'll take
4: you live to the Alisa Hotel where that crucial meeting is taking place. Also, deaths, hanging homes, unbearable traffic, and bad roads. The troubles residents of New Botiano have to endure as the rains continue to pour trauma on them. It's very, very dangerous. When it, the rain is falling, hard one or heavy
6: one, the will fall What if someone comes to move the ladder one day? Then I, I will stay here till when I get a new ladder.
4: We'll tell you how some of them are only able to access their homes using a ladder. Also, we'll hear how fire killed nine in the Ashanti region in the first half of this year. Also, in this package, food insecurity expected to persist in 2023 as about 850,000 Ghanaians pushed into poverty due to inflation.
6: Unless we are self-sufficient in food production, we'll continue to have problems with rising food prices and inflation
4: details as a world bank report reveals that fertilizer prices in ghana have risen even more rapidly than on the global level and in sports three games in and
6: chris houghton is already under pressure we'll hear from the fa in 20 minutes
4: and the attorney general urges high court to restrain mining company from dragging ghana to an international Abita to demand payment of three hundred million dollars. We have details and later on showbiz. There's some new music from the camp of Patapa. <laughs> We've got details of these and more here on the Midday News. Thanks for choosing us. Join News, independent, fearless and credible. I'm Bernice Abu and this is your election headquarters. The NPP's National Council of Elders is assuring flag bearer aspirants of addressing their concerns, mainly about the register to be used for the Super Delegates Congress. The National Exec- Executive Committee has been busy finalising the list for the Super Delegates Congress, expected to take place on August 26. Several aspirants have raised objections to the party's process of cleaning the Special Electoral College register, and as current cabinet japon says he expects the national executive council to resolve these concerns ahead of the congress
7: this register that elected the national executives and the regional executives, that's what is happening there because mm-hmm. some may have been appointed from the polling station to become even a deputy officer at the constituency level. So he's moved. We don't want you to replace him mm-hmm. there because if you do so, we don't know how you're going to do that. And it lends itself to manipulation. Mm-hmm. So we want a very transparent and clear process. So but ahead company, of the National Council meeting, yeah. is your expectation that that will resolve the challenges? That we Hopefully it should, should, hopefully because we are very close to August 26th.
4: Kwame upon there, he's hoping to be the NPP's flagbearer in the 2024 elections. He was speaking to head of our political desk, Evans Mensah. While well, still on the story, Deputy General Secretary of the party, Haruna Mohamed, tells Joy News the party's leadership will involve the aspirants after a decision is taken by the National Executive Council today.
8: At the time we started, we did not open even nominations for aspirants to pick forms.
7: So, after, now they've been vetted, um, and we, we're waiting for the, the bigger body to get to take a decision on the vetting committee's report. Post that vote.
8: Yes, they will be informed. We have very, very critical stakeholders in this election. And okay. we intend to have a very clean and transparent election. We've just started with Greater Accra Region. We've attended to almost uh, all the constituencies, as
4: Aruna Mohamed is Deputy General Secretary of the NPP. The party's Council of Elders Chairman, Hakman Ouswajiman says aspirants must trust that the leadership will take good decisions that will ensure an even playing field.
5: Um, we will listen to, I mean, the National Council will listen to everybody. We have rules of procedure and to be applied. The previous one that we did was uh, at various centres. If the council decides that for one reason or the other, we should maintain the status quo or change, it lies in the abosum to do that. So I don't think that anything is going to be done to favor anybody. What the rules of the game is that should be absolutely clean, fair, transparent, and without any favor to anybody. So I don't think that I, I I would subscribe to that allegations quite obviously in the lead up to these things a lot of allegations are always made but at the end of the day a solution is found as to how to proceed to the satisfaction of everybody the last time we had the elections here for the national officers there were all sorts of allegations it happened and people were surprised at the results that came mm-hmm. so really we i don't think that i neither the party per se or the National
4: Council of Elders, or anybody for that matter. Hakman Owusu is chairman of the NPP's Council of Elders. Uh, let's now head to the Elisa Hotel, where there's a meeting uh, of the National Council of Elders of the NPP. My colleague Samuel Imbura is there for us. What's the latest, Samuel? Venice, uh, so, after the voting committee submitted its report to the National
8: Council, which is the second highest decision-making body in the party, through the General Secretary Justin Krimpong kodia the National Council, per the hierarchy of the MPP, is mandated to table the recommendations before the National Executive Council, which is the final decision-making body, to deliberate, confirm the report, and give direction on the elections, but not limited to only the super Delegates Congress. As we already know, some of the flag aspirants are demanding fairness in the election process after the party's General Secretary, uh, Frim pong mentioned in an interview he granted us earlier that they were cleaning it. So this meeting, with the final decision-making body of the MPP, will address the issue and also consider issues surrounding the holding of the superdelegates Congress later for August 26, as to whether it will be centralized or decentralized. However, as we speak now, the meeting hasn't started, and we are still teaching camp. I guess, uh, in the, uh, five minutes ago, I saw the uh, National Communications Director of the MPP, uh, Richard Anyaba, arriving and getting to the venue. To assessing the situation on the ground, but as we speak. The uh, national executive council members and the national council members of the party have not arrived yet.
4: We'll leave it here. Samuel Umbwera, he's a member of our political desk, and he's currently uh, monitoring the meeting of the national council of elders of the NPP. We'll touch base with him later to get you the details. But we know the party has already opened nominations for often parliamentary constituencies. The following report you're about to hear looks at some fresh faces who've joined the race.
9: We are
5: the new-
10: People are saying that they've had male representation. The Ardentan seat is a tricky one, but Akosya Samin wants to reclaim it for the NPP. A 40-year-old is currently a deputy CEO of the National Youth Authority and enjoys the support of a good number of young people in the party. Despite knowing well that a seat is one that swings. She's confidence of reclaiming it from the NDCs at Damur Ramadan.
4: So, if you look at what goes against candidates, you'd be doing the developmental work, but if they're not seeing you in community engagements or interacting with people, be it monthly or quarterly, whatever arrangement you have. It works against
10: you. The story is different at the Ayinswano constituency. The NDC currently holds the seat, but the NPP had since 2000 won the seat till it lost it in 2020.
6: I come from a constituency called Ayinswano,
10: where I was born. Entertainment critic, talent show judge and music producer, who is now a deputy minister for tourism, arts and culture, Mark Okrekumante is in the
6: race. I was called, I was motivated, influenced by. Some people in the constituency i did my own sort analysis whether i have enough energy to go forward it is not easy to take this decision it is not mm-hmm. I
5: he believes
10: he can reclaim the seats.
6: we are not underrating 2024 mm-hmm. we are not um the the slogan or the jargon making the eight mm. we understand the gravity of what we are going in for
10: well journalist and communications consultant jefferson saki wants to be the mpp's candidate in Ablekuma central many years of working with with somebody you admire and who has mentored you um you know working with the then foreign minister nanado dankwe kufuado you know in the foreign ministry you know resigning from the foreign ministry and joining him on the political campaign trail mm-hmm. a seat that could well be described as one that swings but it's not perturbed if we have a candidate who is able to cross beyond the borders of the uh, new uh, patriotic party into the ndc i think we should be able to to get some numbers and then win the seat. i can i can assure you that in the 2024 election we are going to turn a Blackoma central from green to blue only time will tell which of these new faces will be successful in this internal contest <laughs> <laughs>
4: Joseph of, of our political desk put that report together. To some other stories, food insecurity is expected to persist in 2023 as about 850,000 Ghanaians have been pushed into poverty due to rising prices of food and a decrease in the income of Ghanaian households. The World Bank, in a report titled "Price Surge: Unraveling Inflation's Toll on Poverty and Food Security," reveals that as food prices continue to climb, many Ghan will struggle to procure food to meet their dietary needs or satisfy their food preferences for an active and healthy life. My colleague Mamie sinha Thompson joins me in the studio uh, to share some details of that report. Mamie, first, tell us what exactly is contributing to food insecurity according to the report.
11: So, is the World Bank is reporting that high inflation has exacerbated poverty and food insecurity at the height of the COVID pandemic nearly three out of four ghanian households experienced a a decrease in their incomes it further stated that by the last quarter of 2022 a quarter of the population was deemed food insecure this means people were lacking regular access to enough and safe and nutritious food for normal growth and development and an active and healthy lifestyle i mean an active healthy lifestyle and the rate is expected to persist in well late into this year this is due to muted economic growth minimum wage adjustments that have been insufficient to cover the inflation and 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 and, and has led to the erosion of living standards for the population as a whole but especially the poor bennis
4: mm. interesting the, the report also indicates that fertilizer prices in ghana have risen even more rapidly than what's at the global level indeed
11: indeed and you know that in ghana 99 percent of fertilizers are imported it says nearly three out of four households interviewed in the Food Security and Nutrition Monitoring System survey indicated that the the prohibitive cost of fertilizers was one of the main problems faced by farmers in the 2022 planting season. Up to June 2021, fertilizer prices in Ghana were aligned to international prices. However, in the second half of the year, fertilizer prices in Ghana rose even more rapidly, while global prices
4: were stabilized Venice. thanks my thompson there were details of that world bank report meanwhile director of the institute of statistical social and economic research is professor peter corti says we will continue to have these problems and inflation if we're not self-sufficient in food production
6: what is going to happen is that inflation will continue to increase if we we don't do something because now the threat from uh, Russia-Ukraine war is going to bite more. And if we don't invest more in in agriculture, then we are likely to have challenges. It's good arrangements have been good this year and and therefore uh, expect food production to go up. But we are not food sufficient. We are not self-sufficient. We import a lot of rice. We import a lot of tomatoes and onions from Burkina. You know, We don't just import from the West. We also import from the sub-region. Tomato, onion from Burkina. And even rice from other African countries. So, sorry, uh, African countries as well as from Asia. So unless we are self, self-sufficient in food production, we will continue to have problems with rising food prices and inflation.
4: Professor Peter is Director of the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research. Now, the Attorney General, Godfrey Yabu Adame, has urged an Accra High Court to restrain mining company, Cassius Mining, from dragging Ghana to an international arbiter. The company is seeking payment of $300 million. It alleges Ghana
0: has breached its rights under a prospecting license granted the... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket?
4: company in the Upper East Region. Legal affairs correspondent Joseph Akablay joins us with more. Joseph, first of l- just help us understand the nature of this dispute. So the
10: current dispute centers mainly around the license that was granted the company and the agreement the state reached with it in terms of how this agreement should be resolved. The attorney general holds the view that per the terms of the agreement it should be by arbitration under Ghana's Alternative Dis- 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 Dispute Resolution Act. The company filed for arbitration under the Ghana arbitration centre but also dragged Ghana to the Permanent Court of Arbitration. Ghana objected and the court held that it could not proceed since the parties have not agreed to have a deal with the matter. The company nonetheless has initiated steps to head to a different forum which has caused the AG to seek an injunction from the High Court here in Ghana.
4: And what's the company's view of this entire process?
10: And the company thinks the injunction application is irregular in that the rules allow for such an application to be made to the courts when the case is an urgent one and the application indication should be one aimed at preserving evidence or assets and because the age's request does not seek to do any of this it should be turned down the high court here in ghana will rule on the matter on july 31 to determine whether to grant or dismiss the age's request to restrain the company from proceeding to another international forum
4: thanks joseph joseph is our legal affairs correspondent this is the midday news on joy 99.7 of brought to you by dura plus ghana limited and Water tank the Lands and Natural Resources Committee in Parliament is demanding the lands ministry disclose in full the agreement it entered into with a private land reclamation firm, Anyok Holden. According to the MP for Tamale North, Alhassan Suhini, accused government of engaging the services of land guards for the retrieval and protection of government lands. He made the allegation based on statements he says were made by the chief director of of the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources, Professor Patrick Agbesignale, during a meeting with the committee. The chief director is fighting back. Listen to him when he appeared before Public Accounts Committee of Parliament.
9: Uh, The chairman, I think think a very strong exception to that uh, that reportage, actually. It's absolutely not true. We don't use land guards. We use the, the official security forces, uh, services to uh, to reclaim government land, if need be.
7: The news out there is that you said something. You're saying that you haven't said it. What did you say that they misinterpreted?
9: What exactly I said was that we, the ministry since 2012, had contracted a company called Anyok Holdings. And this company actually... Uh, is engaged in reclaiming land for for government. I can't imagine me saying that government uses land guards, you know, to reclaim land. That cannot be possible. Sh- so Chief Director, who is a land guard? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> with, with the deepest respect. Mr. Chair, I don't know what's land you are guard you, you are using land guard, we all know land guard land guard. So I'm asking you, define land guard. You, you are using an agency to guard protect the land. Is that agency not guarding the land so become a land guard? If you mention land guard within the context of Ghana, we all know what it means. We cannot attribute that to our respectable, you know, security agencies. It's unfair. And I personally take a very strong exception to that because I never mentioned this term Langard in my my submission to to the, the, the committee.
4: You had the uh, Chief Director of the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources, Professor Patrick Agbesi-Nyale. And he was having an interaction with members of Parliament's Public Accounts Committee. Still on this matter, according to the Lands and Natural Resources Ministry, Ayonk Holding has succeeded in reclaiming over 6,000 acres of land for the state. But the Member of Parliament for Tamale North, Alhassan Suhini, who is also a member of the Lands and Natural Resources Committee, says there are more questions to be answered. He spoke on the AM show on Joy News.
12: All we want is the contract that they have entered into with this gentleman. So we can study the terms and conditions of that contract. Ever since this issue became a public discussion, there have been a number of inconsistencies from the ministry. The ministry issued a statement signed by the same chief director and made the claim that they have a contract with Enoch Holdings Limited. But if you check at the Registrar General Department, Jato is actually a director of Enoch Holdings Limited. So he said they have a contract with Enoch Holdings Limited and that this contract has been in existence since 2012. Take note, since 2012. A check again at the Registrar General's Department shows that Enoch Holdings Limited was registered on 1st September, 2014. There's some disparity there. There's some inconsistency there. So per your checks, uh, what exactly does Enoch Holdings do again? Just to clarify. You know, so many things. There's actually a deputy minister in charge of lands. In fact, that deputy minister is supposed to be chairing a committee. That is, responsible, to okay. that is responsible for the reclamation of government lands. Mm-hmm. And in that committee, interestingly, this same Jato guy is a member of prevent, present, representing private sector. Interesting things at the ministry.
4: That's MP for Tamale North, Alhassan Suhini, who was responding to questions posed to him by Benjamin Akako on the AM show on John News. Speaking on the same show, his colleague MP for Anya Sotum, Dixon Adumaku Kisi, said government should act swiftly on the matter.
5: If, if, if government cannot secure his own lands, then we're in trouble as a nation. That is chaotic. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it just shows how indisciplined maybe some of us are in this country where government will put a notice that you're pro- prohibited from doing will still go there. It's either they can read. Uh, I find it to be very troubling. And I really think that uh, one way or the other, the rules of engagement have to be very carefully looked at.
4: As MP for Anyas Dixon at Omakukisi. Let's head to Parliament now uh, to get the latest on the processes for the Natural Resources Minister to provide more information on this matter. Our correspondent, Kwekwesanti, joins us with more. Um, Joseph, has this urgent question by MP for, I beg your pardon, Kweku, has this urgent question by MP for Tamaleen North, Alhassan Suhini, been admitted already?
13: So because you said Joseph, and so what we know now is that that questions have been filed. We'll not know yet if it has been admitted by the Speaker. The Speaker of Parliament himself, Alban Baden is currently out of the country. And so that question has not been listed. But we can confirm that the urgent question has been transmitted through the minority leadership to the Speaker's Office. We expect that by Friday when the business statement comes, we will know whether or not that urgent question has been admitted. But also knowing how the system works in Parliament, sometimes some urgent questions take longer than usual to be reflected on the other paper. So, the Speaker of Parliament may admit it, but it could take a week or two before it will come. But we can confirm that the Speaker of Parliament is in receipt of that uh, urgent question from Alassane Uh
4: Quickly update us on the committee's report and what more is happening on the floor.
13: Well, so that committee report has not come. That The, the Committee of the Lands land and Forestry, their report has not come. But yesterday we reported that the House had to adjourn because of the lack of quorum. And the quorum, the quorum number for decision-making is one thirty-eight. And the quorum for, the, for, for ordinary sitting is 92. Yesterday, the House did not have up to 92 MPs. The House had to be forced to adjourn. But today's order paper showed that there were more than 200 MPs present. The deputy speaker who has been speaking is in asking questions. Why is it that the House did not have a quorum to sit? But on the order paper, you have 201 MPs who have signed as present. And so these are questions that have come up. Today, I've counted the numbers on both sides. It's still not up to 92, but no issue of quorum has been raised.
4: Thank you very much. Bismarck Kuku Asante, Heading, uh, giving us the details from Parliament. You're listening to the Midday News here on Joy 99.7 FM. With me, Bernice Abu Lansa. Still to come, deaths, hanging homes, unbearable traffic and bad roads. The troubles residents of New Botiano have to endure as the rains continue to pour trauma on them.
6: It's very, very dangerous when it, the rain is falling hard one or heavy one, they fall What if someone comes to roof the ladder one day? then I, I will stay here till when I get a new ladder.
4: Thanks for staying here on the Midday News. And Mubarak Aruna is
6: here with the latest from the world of sports. Thank you very much, Ben. It's now three games in. One win, two draws. That's the record of head coach of the Black Stars, Chris Houghton. But it seems the FA is not content. They are demanding a massive improvement in the upcoming AFCON qualifier against Central African Republic in September. Here is Executive Council Member Randy Abe.
13: We think that there's a lot of work to be done. Well, because we had have, we have a lot of expectations about his shooting and his team made up of Didu uh, Dramani and Boatin, you know, and Ole. Uh, and we believe that based on um, the uh, fact that they've been around the team for a while and all that, you know, they um, could hit the ground running. Uh, we, are, we are not too happy. Uh, we think that there has to be a lot of improvement. It's pretty obvious that there are a lot of improvements that, that have, have to be made. And we also don't have all the time in the world.
4: So we need to be acting
6: faster. Randy Abe is the executive council member of the GFE. Back to you, Benis.
4: Thank you, Mubarak Aruna. And I like the way you were smiling when I mentioned your name. <laughs> I didn't have to mess it up. Well, imagine living in a house you can only access with a ladder. That's the situation of 25-year-old Nanayao Wisdom Ishan. But his situation only mirrors what residents of New Botiano have to endure as a result of annual floods. Hanging homes caused by torrential rains, children killed by floods, and bad roads are just some of the troubles they have to endure any time it rains. Maxwell Agbaba has more in our latest Floods of Trauma series. (laughs) It is March 2023. Flood water
7: has forced the collapse of a building here at New Botiano. Two children, 9 and 11 years, were swept away. They died. Their mother, Nanama, sits on the floor inconsolable after the disaster. (laughs) After the collapse of the building, Nanama relocated from New Botiano. she never wanted to have anything to do with this community again.
8: Oh, yeah, from I've
7: met 18-year-old Ransford Ebenezer Chum. the two children were his friends. He says he was traumatized for days. The floodwater first caused oh, the collapse the of boy, boy, building. the building. water swept yeah, away yeah, one of them and, and the other one and tried to rescue yeah. her, but the understand. two Dad. Not too far from Naname's house is another house which is virtually hanging. How long have you been staying here? I've been staying for two years. Yeah. The man who lives here, Nanaya Ishen, he mm. says the only way to access his residence is with the help of a ladder, which sits
6: about ten feet deep into the belly of the earth it's very very dangerous when it, the rain is falling hard one or heavy one and you come and stand here therefore <coughs> there is very huge rain passes through here it's very very dangerous yeah. i don't have any other place now without the ladder i won't come out i can't come out what if someone comes to move the ladder one day then i <laughs> i will stay here till when i get a new ladder <laughs>
4: Mark Sulagbaba with that report. In a related development, the Ashanti region has recorded nine deaths from 581 fire incidents in the first half of this year alone. Poor adherence to basic fire measures is a major attribute to the recent fire incidents. Nana Puachiyi reports on measures that have been put in place to control fire in the region.
7: The latest fire incidents in the Ashanti region recorded in June were both domestic cases. Two bedrooms and several properties were gutted in a building at Atonsubokro. The second incident at Tafopankrono had a fire sweeping through a five-bedroom apartment and displaced occupants of the house. Mechanics at Asokwa were saved by firefighters and the rains when their shops gutted fire. Ashanti Regional Public Relations Officer of the fire service bo 3 Peter Adair says a total of 581 fire incidents were recorded in the first half of the year. This is an improvement over the seven hundred cases recorded in the same period last year. If you compare twenty twenty three to twenty twenty two figures, it has reduced by about seventeen percent. Um, so, in twenty by close of by close of June twenty twenty three, we had recorded uh, five hundred and eighty one fires, as compared to seven hundred um, same period twenty twenty two. So, we realize that we've we've been able to reduce the fires by one hundred and nineteen. Um, fires which is about 17% uh, percent if you do you compare the two years so significantly we have we have reduced the
3: tax day is coming oh no but if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year oh yeah sign up at robinhood.com/boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market subscription fees apply you know you can.